maybe I do need a blankie. Okay, I'll just have to sit like a lady this whole fucking show. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? We already clapped. That's all. You only have to do it once. Okay. I'm Alexa. And I'm Cadence. And, and I'm not a lady. <laughs> yeah. And we are something sinister, sinister podcast. podcast. Oh, my God. Uh, if you see any clothing malfunctions, just disregard. <laughs> I tried to be cute and it's not working. She is Halloween today. And so... we happen to be recording a part two or a two-parter. A part tour. A part tour. <laughs> So I'm going to have to sit like this the oh entire show. Yeah. We're also um, in my casa today, so our setup is totally different. Yeah, you probably haven't seen, like, her apartment in my literally, bachelorette like, pad months. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because we used to record remotely here. Yeah, we did. Well, yeah. here we are. I know. Here we are. This so. is my gold mirror. <laughs> This is my fake leather couch, and I'm going to try not to keep looking down at myself in yeah. the laptop. Yeah, but anyway. Oh, whatever. God. Okay, enough about me. Yeah, enough about her. She's annoying. Um, <laughs> <What>? But <laughs> So we are almost to Halloween. Crazy. And almost to our one year. It's already Christmas in Branson. Pretty much. No, no like really literally is. we and put trees Hobby up. Lobby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like our theater has Christmas trees in the lobby i believe it it's like are they halloween christmas trees or are they like no christmas cr- they you know are people are doing jesus that trees have you seen that like no. people are decorating trees but for like halloween honestly it's brilliant i know i think so too like just leave tree your tree up. up all year and decorate it for the different holidays yeah i love it i think a tree like makes your house look so like i don't know welcoming and warm and cozy so why yeah. not I don't know. know. Maybe because it's just a sign that you're lazy. (laughs) Yeah, or that. I mean, putting a tree up and taking it down is a lot of fucking work. It is. I don't even think I'm going to do a Christmas tree this year. You are doing a Christmas tree this year. That means I'm going to have to buy one. Well, you're going to buy one. Okay, let me ask you this, actually. What? Now that we're on the topic, what is your opinion of people who do Christmas, like, theme decorations in blue and silver? Hate it. Thank you. Okay, that's, that's all I needed I to think know. That's we can terrible. we can remain friends. Okay, good. I think so too. I think that's one. I think it's a guy thing. I think a lot of guys go to blue and silver. Why blue and but I also silver? think it's Jewish. Like not that there's like anything Hanukkah. wrong with that, I but like those like are Hanukkah, Hanukkah, not Christmas. Yeah. Also, I just hate silver. Also, you have lipstick on your tooth. <laughs> Wait, which one? That one. That one. There you go. Did I get it? Yeah, you got it. I also, Alexa walks into my house and goes, why are you wearing black lipstick? <laughs> she goes, you look like a jack-o'-lantern. Because she did. It was very humbling. Yeah. So. so. Orange eyeshadow and black lipstick. Yeah. I thought I was very Halloween-y. No, you are. You look cute. I'm a Halloween-y. A Halloweener. <laughs> Halloween. Can our followers be called the Halloweeners? <laughs> Oh, I love it. Okay. okay so geez, are we we're ready? Four to, like, minutes in. <laughs> I know. Are we ready to get started? Yes, Should please. We? Okay. So um, we are kicking off, obviously, as you all know, Scorpio season. Ooh. So before we get started and tell you who I'm talking about, 
disclaimer time. So our videos and podcasts are for entertainment purposes. All information discussed was found on the internet. Keep in mind, we will talk all things sinister that may not be suitable for all audiences. Viewer and listener discretion is advised, especially view viewer discretion is advised because uh, you might see my might get a little peep show here so i put shorts on for that reason uh or did she or did i is it just black underwear Mm, one will never know (laughs) so we have changed this podcast again Um, it's a pussy podcast okay i just had to get that out there (laughs) you had to you had to okay all right so we are talking about the one and only Charles Manson. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, I really thought about the drinking word. What? What if we did family? Yeah, perfect. Okay, perfect. Just like Perfect. Me. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> drinking family. word is family. If you're 21 or older, grab yo drinks. What are we drinking today, Alexa? Tequila soda, our Ooh. go-to. And I got us Halloween-colored straws. Aww. Well, yours is red, but it's the color of blood. Yeah, it's okay. Blood. And mine matches me. Yep. Because she's a jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> the great pumpkin. Now I feel fat. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. So Charles Manson, guys, here we go. Um, some of our some of my sources, I use charlesmanson.com, Britannica.com. <laughs> Charlesmanson.com. He has his own fucking website. Crazy. I know. Isn't it crazy? FBI.gov, um, Helter Skelter, the book, because I have it. And then biography.com and history.com. As you all know, like Charles Manson is just well known. And so there are mm-hmm. so many different stories and movies and books and articles and literally documents about him. So yes. it's like it's overwhelming. It's yes. overwhelming. It took me over a week to write this story, just so you all are aware, Jeez. just because there's so much information about him and anytime I would like find something, I'm like, well, wait, should I like go into depth on this or right. like, how should I, how should I tell this story? So yep. I hope you all like it. Me too. Cause <laughs> I got to sit pretty in this for <laughs> four hours. So <laughs> it better be good. Uh, alrighty. So, um, Charles Manson, obviously, as we know, was an American cult leader, of the Manson family cult in the late 1960s who committed nine murders. Hmm. So Charles Mills Maddox was born November 12th, 1934 in Cincinnati, Ohio to Kathleen. So you heard me say a different last name. Yeah. I said Charles Mills Maddox. Right? Yeah, which is very complicated. Very complicated, but different last name. So we'll talk a lot about his childhood. I I found his childhood like so fascinating. So that's why like a lot of the beginning of the story is his childhood. Yeah. It's insane. It's literally I don't insane. think I really know a lot about his childhood, actually. I didn't know a lot. I mean, I remember reading Helter Skelter like, I don't know, four or five years ago and it dabbles into his childhood a little bit, but it it doesn't go into depth like this. Yeah. And that hmm. book, if anyone has read it, it is seriously terrifying. Like it is one of the books that I could not finish. Really? Yes, because I it, haven't read it, clearly, but it is terrifying. Huh. So put it on your bucket list if that's something that you like to do, read like true crime, like true story books. 
because hmm. it's terrifying. But um, so he's a Scorpio. So we are back to the first Zodiac season that we started crazy. with last year. I know. Isn't that crazy? Uh, we made it a year. I'm still just like, holy shit. I know. It's been a year. We're still friends. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> barely, but we're friends. Yeah, barely. She can tell me I look like shit. Ask Alexa <laughs> if I've ever told her she looks like shit. Probably not. No, mainly because I'm scared of her. But. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, now Back. you know the epitome of our friendship. Yeah. So, uh, anyway. Alexa's a bully. <laughs> Uh, not denying um okay so scorpio season is october 23rd through november 2nd so you know you know us we love ranker.com especially wikipedia yeah no she likes wikipedia (laughs) i do not uh but ranker.com there's an article written by madam ruby um she talks all about like the zodiac signs and serial killers and i just had to copy this like verbatim because Mm -hmm. she says it like perfectly about Scorpios. She says the Scorpio Zodiac sign ranges from October 23rd to November 22nd and is categorized as being driven, dedicated, loyal, ambitious, passionate, and inquisitive. However, they also love a good fight and can be secretive, vengeful, overbearing, exhausting, possessive, insecure, and extremely intense. Scorpios have no shame in promoting their own agenda, like to make sure things go their way, no matter what. Sometimes they mistake anger as a strength and have no problem destroying things to get even. And they often feel attacked or misunderstood. And then it goes into saying this. For example, did you know Charles Manson was a Scorpio? Oh, my God. I know. You're like, yes, Madam Ruby, I did. I did. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. (laughs) It says it makes perfect sense seeing as he created an entire cult to worship him and perform his bidding, which unfortunately included murder. So, damn. I know. I just thought that whole thing was like crazy because it's literally to a t with charles manson i mean and a lot of the scorpios that we talked about last year Hmm. wow all right so let's get into it let's do it so mom was 15 years old uh when she had charles so very very young um still a child herself uh charles's dad is was a colonel. His name was Walker Henderson Scott Jr. God. I know. All these names. What are these names? It's, they're like four-part names. And they don't make sense. Walker Henderson, Henderson Jr. Scott. Scott. Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Jr. Scott Henderson Walker. Wait, what? Wait, what? Walker, um, Texas Ranger. Got it. <laughs> so... Clearly, he was in the military because he's a colonel, um, but he was having a relationship with Kathleen. She got pregnant, and she ended up telling him, and he took off, and she never saw him again. Hmm. And so um, it said that Charles never actually knew his father, but later that year, mom started dating a man named William Eugene Manson. So they got married shortly after. He adopted Charles, and that's how Charles got his name Charles Manson. So this man, he knew him from a young, young age as his father. Got it. However, 
Um, he was an alcoholic and he would go on benders for days and disappear and not come home. And so mom was kind of over it and ended up divorcing him when Charles was only three years old. Hmm. So again, no father figure in his home. Yeah. Once again. Um, and then at this time, mom was so upset that she was struggling with her own addiction and her own abuse And so she would go on alcoholic benders and leave Charles at home by himself as a young kid, like four or five years old, or leave him at babysitters when she was supposed to pick him up that night after work, wouldn't come days later and pick him up. So that just kind of tells you the starting of his childhood. There's a lot of abandonment and a lot of neglect. Wow. I always wonder, like when we hear about these kids being abandoned Mm -hmm. or like left for days I try to put myself in that situation like what would I have like would I have known at four years old how to feed myself probably not I I don't probably just to like go into the fridge because you've watched your mom yeah and like find I definitely wouldn't know to like shower and bathe or the same thing brush my teeth <laughs> shower and bathe shower bathe and wash and <laughs> no scrub. but it's true like you don't know what to do i mean hell she doesn't know how to shower and bathe today yeah. like can you imagine 29 like- years old and i don't know how to properly <laughs> feed myself so that is true <laughs> i have to tell her to eat all the time but um <laughs> it's so funny it's become a thing now where it's like cadence is in a bad cadence have you eaten today you seem like you're in a bad mood <laughs> no but it's sad i mean think about it being five years old four years old and your mom isn't there and you're having to like fend for yourself like i can't even or just being scared home alone like as a kid it that would panic me so bad like i'd probably be running to the neighbors like i just being home yeah that i just that's sad i think about that every time it is So 1939, he's five years old at this time. Uh, Mom, you know, still drinking a lot, going on benders, hanging out with kind of like really bad guys, Mm -hmm. Um, gets in trouble herself. Uh, She's involved in an armed robbery. Um, She gets caught and is sentenced to 10 years in prison. So for armed robbery. Yeah, that seems like a lot. I mean, if it was with a gun, then, you know, who knows? But Mm. Uh, so Charles went to live with his aunt and uncle out in West Virginia. So, um, again, like poor kid is just neglected and abandoned and now kind of moving all over the place. So fast forward to 1942, um, five years later, mom is paroled out of prison. So she only ended up doing five years. So he's now what, uh, eight years old. Oh, wait, five years later. So. Well, hang on. Am I getting my math wrong? Five. Oh, no, not. This isn't five years later. This is three years later. So she only did three years in prison, gotcha. 1942. Um, so he's now eight years old and he himself is starting to get in trouble. So he's acting out just mm-hmm. being a bad kid. Um, and so mom decided to take custody of him and put him in a boys school because he's being bad. Um, So she sends him to the Gibbalt School in Indiana. Um, The school was a known school that housed juvenile delinquents, and it was ran by Catholic priests. Oh, this is going to go really well. Yeah, (laughs) right, right. 
really, really well. And, you know, nothing against like we've talked about Catholicism in the past and like, hang on, shut up. (laughs) She grew up that way. Like my family is Catholic. And so there are some good components to it. But it's it's sad once you hear like Catholic priests. Where does your mind go? Your mind instantly like, goes there. It goes to the the negative. Well, unfortunately. and especially when we are talking about a vulnerable child back yeah. in this time, and yeah, no, I I poke fun at the Catholic Church a lot. Mm-hmm. It's just that you know when we're talking about a bad person and a kid who has no family support, right. nothing in life that you're like, well, I know where this is going. Yeah. So, yeah. and it's not just the priests too. <laughs> like we've heard stories of like the nuns and the schools that get out of hand. And just the fact that it's unfortunate that the church just has so much money. I think that's yeah. what's different from like that other too. organizations. They have so much money, money to cover and it. power. Yeah. Yeah. I know but it sucks. Anyways, tell us about what the priest did. All right. Well, we don't really know for sure, but we'll talk a little bit about um, what Charles says happens later. Um, so he didn't like the school at all. Uh, he actually ran away twice. The first time that he ran away, um, his mom took him instantly back to the school. Mm -hmm. And then the second time he ran away, he's like, well, mom isn't going to help me. She doesn't care about me. So I'm going to go to Indianapolis. So again, he's like eight years old, runs away to Indianapolis to support himself. (laughs) He's like, I'm going to live on my own. Fuck my mom. Like, she's not going to help me. She's just going to send me back here. And so what does he do? He follows in his mom's footsteps and he starts robbing stores, committing petty theft. At eight years old. At eight years old to pay rent in a room that he's renting for, like, shelter. Eight years old, providing for himself, robbing so places. to answer my earlier question, did he know that he had to like feed himself? I'm guessing yes, since yeah. he knows how to pay rent. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing he <laughs> figured that part out. So it's oh, so sad. So he gets caught robbing a store, goes to juvie, obviously, but a judge felt sorry for him. He's like, you know, you've had a rough childhood. Yeah. You've had a rough start. I want to give you another chance. So I'm going to send you to Boys Town in Omaha, Nebraska. This was another like reform type school that was supposed to help him and mm-hmm. help troubled kids. Well, four days later, um, him and another boy from Boys Town broke out of there. They stole a car and drove to Illinois. He then gets caught uh, robbing a store and was sent back to another boys' school, but this time in Indiana. Um, He's there for a couple of years, but ends up escaping now in 1951. So we fast forward a little bit because he's in and out of these schools. He's doing the same things over and over and over again. He gets out, he robs stores, he tries to make it on his own, but he gets caught, so he goes back to the schools. So now... We are in 1951, and he is 17 years old. And for most of his childhood, he's been institutionalized. But he's not, like, violent, right? Not violent yet. Just petty crime. Just petty crime, okay. too. And it's mostly to support Robbing, himself. yeah. Yeah, to support himself. Because, I mean, 
he is young. Sure, he could have gotten a job. He could have, you know, who, done the right thing. But who wants one of those? Who wants to work? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Kim Kardashian said, get up off your lazy ass and go to work. Go to work. <laughs> A.K.A. Rob Stores. Or like. that. We're in the world words of Charles Manson. <laughs> get For off real. your lazy ass and go rob somebody. Oh, my God. Right? So... Now he's 17 years old, and of course we bounce from like being 8 to 17, but it's the same yeah. thing over and over, over, and, over and over again. So um, he was finally sent to the National Training School in Washington, D.C. It's another boys' school because he's still a juvenile, technically. He's 17 years old. Um, and at this time, they finally decide to do a psychiatric evaluation. Wow, who would have thought? Who would have thought? After Which, 17 uh, years. But thinking about the time, the, it's the time, 1951. So that, I mean, yeah. that's, you know, like good for them for even thinking of it. I know. Yeah. Hmm. So um, they decide to complete this evaluation and they concluded that he was aggressively antisocial and he also had an above average IQ. Not surprised. Not surprised at all either. Charles said, quoted, I was so smart when I was a kid that I learnt, and he said learnt, I was dumb fast. Oh. Yeah. Mm. And you'll hear a lot about that later, um, especially whenever he's in prison for like the end. He yeah. talks a lot about his childhood. Um, so a psychiatrist said that Charles was quoted an extremely sensitive boy who has not yet given up in terms of securing some love and affection from the world. So that's kind of why, you know, you hear that they're sentencing him to these boys schools like yeah they're not saying you know what let's lock away the key let's throw him in jail let's try him as an adult like he's a lost soul no they're wanting to see if they can give him another chance because he's pleading saying that he wants love and affection ah man yeah so the poor kid i mean as a kid was kind of dealt the the bad hand unfortunately Mm -hmm. unfortunately so um Shortly after this psychiatric evaluation, though, don't feel sorry for him anymore because he was caught raping another boy while holding a knife to his neck in oh this boys' school. Oh, my God. Jesus. Yep. And so, we're talking about kids. Yes. So this is when, like, the violence with him starts at wow. 17. And that's it makes you wonder, though, because that's quite, like, the start. Yeah. Like, maybe something else had happened just hasn't been admitted or been caught because that's quite the leap from nothing to that to something wow yeah so um they sent him to a federal reformatory in petersburg virginia uh where he was caught raping other boys there too um so they ended up putting him in the maximum security part of the prison just because like He was causing a lot of trouble and harming people and raping other boys and men. Um, And this was for the last two years of his sentencing. So now we are in 1954. He's 20 years old. He paroles out and goes to live with his aunt and uncle back in West Virginia. Um, And this is when Charles said that he had been being raped from a very, very young age. 
starting um, at that very first boys' school that his mom sent him to whenever he was eight years old. It was, He never, like, accused his mom. It was just always the schools. Always the schools. Yeah. And so <laughs> you see that, like, I hate to say it, but, like, it's it was a learned behavior. Yeah. He learned this type of violence. He learned this behavior from, you know, these men that were in charge. And unfortunately, like, he did it, too. Yep. He did it, too. But, you know, one thing to note, like, he never came out and said that he was gay or bisexual. Like, you'll hear me talk here in a little bit. Like, he loved women. Hmm. Like, so whenever he was raping boys, as you'll hear, it's almost like it was just for control. I was going to say. And a power yeah. thing. Yeah. And maybe just could get, maybe that's, it. well, one, it's still sec- sexual gratification for him. 100%. You know? Yeah. But he, it a power control easy to manipulate no one was suspecting it because he's not gay right so right Hmm. so as you hear like his childhood is was very very troubling young adult life was very very troubling and we are just getting started so yeah so 1955 um he's 21 he marries a woman so again not gay not bisexual um her name was rosalie jean willis she instantly got pregnant too like right whenever they got into their relationship so yikes um they decide to move to los angeles uh charles stole a car drove out to LA but before he made it to LA he got pulled over in San Pedro California because he had a stolen vehicle (laughs) and went to jail and was sentenced to three years in prison okay well great way to start a marriage great way to start a marriage or a family or whatever they're starting right um she ended up giving birth to their son Charles Manson Jr. And would often visit him in prison the very first year while he was there. Um, His mom at this time was visiting him as well. Um, She also had moved out to California, too, so that way she could be close to him and close to the baby. And um, she found out that Rosalie was seeing another man and actually moved in with this other man with the baby. And so Charles freaked out. And decided that he was going to break out of prison so he could win his family back. Um, He almost succeeded, but he didn't. And unfortunately, he broke out two weeks before his parole hearing, which would have been granted. So needless to say, his parole was denied and he had to finish serving his three-year sentence. What an idiot. Well, and two, yeah. you want to win your family back, so you're going to break out of jail, which you will get caught for eventually at some point, even mm-hmm. if it's not initially, mm-hmm. and win your family back, but then have to go back to prison probably for longer, right? and then also driving your wife further away. Right. Good plan. You know, and this goes back to, like, Scorpios just being impulsive. Yeah. I mean, he was so impulsive and so full of rage, like... He thought nothing was going to stop him. Yeah. He's like, my mind is made up. This is what I'm doing. And Idiot. I'm going to I'm going to do it. So, yeah. Dumb. So um, did we learn nothing? Learned nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> 
So Rosalie divorced him in 1958. Um, Charles was released from prison at that time as well. And this is when he starts to make a shift in his career. He starts pimping out young girls. So terrible. (laughs) Kind of all over the place. Um, He then moves to New Mexico with a young woman named Liana, who he ended up marrying. Um, And also another woman came with them. So that way he could pimp them out and make money off of them. So um, at this time, he's also committing forgery and finds a U.S. treasury check and decides that he's going to forge his name on this to make the check out to him, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't out to him. And I want to say it was for like $43 or something like that. Like literally not a lot. But back in the you know late 50s, that was probably like 200 bucks yeah. you know, today. Yeah. So he forges this check, signs it, goes and cashes it and gets caught. Of course, because I was going to have like the whole time. I'm like, if he gets away with this, I'm actually going to be really impressed. I know because the poor guy has a pretty bad record. Yeah. Like he's getting caught for everything that he's well, doing. And he's stupid. And or I guess I should say like uh, not smart in terms of right. academics. Yes. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. But. The like the treasury really I know like, it's just all on impulse all of it is so on dumb. impulse and that's a federal offense yeah like an idiot so anyway forty three dollars yeah forty three dollars so he ends up getting like booked and released and they're like well you're on probation blah 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 don't leave you know the state well he doesn't fucking listen so keep in mind he's on probation while he's still pimping out other women um. Ends up violating his probation and was sentenced to 10 years for forging that check. So they sent him back to L.A. to fulfill his sentence and ends up he he ends up being transferred to a prison in Washington. And this is when he learns a lot of things, including number one, music. He loved playing the guitar Um, He also learned, this is when he starts looking into like Scientology, Buddhism, Control, MKUltra, which we'll talk a little bit about. So yeah, I mean, the 10 years, he learned a lot. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This guy is so dumb. I mean, we're about to find out he's not as dumb as what we're saying, but wow, 10 years for a check for a 43 dollar check you're yeah. like literally his mom it was his mom right went to prison for 10 years for armed robbery yeah and like, he's going for forging a 43 dollar check okay. but scientology i mean there's one plus out of this yeah mk ultra <laughs> i mean yeah. why not yeah so um mom decides to move to washington so she can be closer to him and so she can visit him so this whole time it's kind of weird if you think about it like Mom wasn't there early in his childhood. She kind of, you know, she went to prison for three or four years. And then she came back and she sent him off to a boys school. Yeah. And then he is breaking in and out of these boys schools, committing, you know, small crimes. And and mom's not there. But then once he becomes an adult, she starts like following him. So she followed him to California. Then she followed him True. to Washington. True. So it's just kind of weird to me to see. It's like, is it guilt that played a part? You know, did she feel guilty? And 
Or at this point, is he a little like, does she have anything to gain from him? Like, no. Is he helping her with anything? Because no. hmm. he's poor. He doesn't have anything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Hmm. So I don't know. It's weird. Maybe the grandkid. Yeah. But at this time, he has nothing to do with it. She divorced him. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. That's crazy. So um, at this time as well. He's with that other woman, Liana. She ends up divorcing him because he's going to be in prison for 10 years. And she's like, well, I'm not going to waste my life. So she divorces him. Um, So this was in 1963. So five years later. Um, And it said that he had another son through her. So whenever he got arrested, she was pregnant and her son, she named him Charles, but gave him uh, her last name. So Luther is his last name. So Got he it. would have had two sons named, named Charles, Charles Manson. Manson Jr. God. Yeah, but you have Charles Manson Jr. and Charles Luther. Well, thank God for that, Joyce. I know. I know. So fast forward four years, March 21st, 1967. He's now 33 years old. He's released from prison for his 10-year sentence for forging a $43 U.S. Uh. Treasury check. Um, And since he was so used to prisons, he begged them to let him stay. He didn't want to leave. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, For someone like him that you just can't stay out of trouble, it's a place to sleep, it's a roof over your head, and it's a hot meal. Well, and he's been institutionalized his whole life since he was eight years old. So, I mean, he doesn't know any better. He even said, quoted, whenever they were releasing him, he said, people outside are more locked up than the ones who are in prison. Oh, that's deep. Very deep. And so it's like, he didn't want to leave. Uh, Crazy. I I don't know. I mean, I could see, yeah, yeah. He just clearly wasn't getting the rehabilitation in prison that he no. needed. Um, and he he gained a lot of friends. Like, yeah. He learned a lot. He had like a lot of friends in prison. And so he's like, OK, I'm going to leave this place. Yeah. I'm not going to have anybody. Yeah. I well, mean, makes sense. <laughs> well, he travels to San Francisco, California, and this is when he forms the family. Uh, you might as well just hold your drink uh you probably need a refill but uh yeah he wanted to create a family that would change the world so he did just that he met a woman named mary brunner they were in love and agreed together that they were going to form the family oh god Mm -hmm. Man, he falls in love a lot. Wait, how old is he at this point, roughly? Uh, he's 33. Okay. Yep. Got it. Mary was 23, so 10 years younger, lived in an apartment in L.A., um, and started at this time, like, Charles moved in. So met her in San Francisco, but moved in with her because she had an apartment in L.A., um, at this time, Charles is adding people to the family, and he's like... Well, we all need to live together, so why don't they just live with us in your apartment? And Mary did not disagree, so she allowed everyone to come and live in her apartment. At one time, in a one-bedroom apartment, there were eight 
15 people Hell no. living in her apartment. Hell, I had one person living with me in my one bedroom apartment and I said, get the fuck out. No, I didn't really say that, but Can you imagine it was a 18 lot. people in here. No, no. Uh-uh. Yeah. 18 people. Absolutely not. Yeah. Can you um, imagine having to pee between 18 <laughs> people? Like, or shower where, yeah. or fucking do anything? I know. So <clears throat> when they said, hey, we're going to start this family, are they already setting like cult guidelines? Not yet. But they're just like, hey, we're going we're to have a family. Right. So they're, they're almost literally meeting like family. Right. Okay, got it. Yeah. So, um, okay, where am I at? Uh, part of the family, he would attract like hippies, young runaways, young drug addicts, aspiring musicians, young girls that were very naive, that wanted love and affection. So you can kind of see he he knows exactly who to gain and to bring into yeah. this cult. Um, what he, are you talking about? Those are the people that Jesus gathered too. Exactly. <laughs> So, <laughs> oh god. Okay. So, continuing with the story, he constantly had LSD on him and other drugs, but particularly LSD. Why? So he could gain control of the family. Yep. And how my but honestly, though, like, how is he stealing these drugs? No, the women are unfortunately involved in prostitution. Oh, okay. And so he's making money off of them being mm-hmm. prostitutes. So <laughs> it's fine. So um, he learned all about MK Ultra in prison. And if you all don't know what MK Ultra is, I highly recommend that you listen to our episode about MK Ultra, but basically it's mind control and um, that the CIA did and um, other and parts of the fully government fully got caught doing. Keep yeah. in mind that's not a conspiracy. No, it's not. Like they said that they did it and like there are thousands of pages of documents and everything but anyway he learned this while he was in prison and learned that you need lsd to accomplish this so what does he do he always has lsd so he can gain control of the family love that for him yeah so um he would drug the women so that they would totally submit to him in all ways including sexually um and again like he just wanted ultimate control and he got just that. So um, once he knew that he had control of the 18 people that were in the family, he's like, I need more people. I can get more people, but we need a bigger place. Like all of us in this one bedroom apartment, it's a little too much. So uh, <laughs> they decide to move out to Topanga Canyon in December 1967. Um, at the same time, Charles is trying to pursue his music career because, don't forget, he learned how to play the guitar while he was in prison. Yes. And he sang. Why he do he all had a cults, voice of an angel. Like, why the music thing? With, like, all cults. It I was the same know. with the Branch Davidians. Yeah. And it's like cult, like, music and sex. I, I well, the, se- I mean, hmm. 
I was gonna say, well, I get the sex thing, but it's like, I don't mean it like that. I mean, at least there's something to like gain from sex. But like, the music always seems to be a common. No, it really does. Maybe because like like, music gets you in your feels and it's easier to control somebody when they're like, yeah. (laughs) Rasha (laughs) kakakaye. Okay, well, she's been practicing her cult music, so... No, James and I walk backstage pretending like we're speaking in tongues. Oh, my God. You would. You would. Okay, anyways, I'm going to stop. Before you get us canceled. a demon or something. Oh, my God. Yeah, or that. Gosh. Oh, shit. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, it it is like they all have like songs that they produce or, you know, whatever. I don't know. But think about this. Let's take a little deep dive here. Churches. Yeah. No, they get you with the music. They get you with the music. Especially modern churches with their modern music. And they're like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they they say that. They but do. They speak in tongue and they say that shit. Some, some churches do. Yes. Yes. Um, but think about that. Like churches, there's lots of music. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's songs that all of us probably know from churches from, yeah. you know, whenever we've gone to church. I went to this church with a friend when I was really little and... Yeah. Is my mic cutting out for you too? No. Okay. It must be. There must be something with my headphones. Okay. Anyways, they believed that you could sing in church and that was fine, but they didn't believe in instruments. Oh, what, what, um, what religion is that? It is a Christian religion. Yeah, it is. But but they don't do. So obviously that cuts out like all secular music, but even like a lot of Christian music and no instruments. It was the weirdest things. So we would be like in church and someone would just pull a pitch out their ass. Oh my God. And be like, Jesus loves the little children or whatever (laughs) song we sang. Yeah. But no instruments. And I'm like, what is, I don't understand like what, what is the point of that? Yeah. That's so strange. Cause you're creating song either way. Yeah. So might as well make it sound good. Yeah. But no, anyways, it was weird. Yeah. Really weird. I like, I want to say, I know what it is, but I'm not going to say it because I Jehovah's witness. (laughs) Is that what you're going to say? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what it was. But no, they're not like Christian. I mean, uh, they're they're, I think, a branch of Christianity. Yeah, but I don't know if Christianity accepts them. Like, yeah, well, what? You know what? Who do they fucking accept? I mean, they wrote their own Bible. So, yeah, let's not go down that rabbit hole. One day we should cover religions. You know, let's just side our death wishes. (laughs) (laughs) Might as well. Get canceled by the Internet, canceled by our families. Do you want to be a conspiracy podcast? Yeah. (laughs) No, let's just be. be Do we need to call Aaron X real quick? (laughs) Aaron, help. Oh, my God. I forgot Uh, about him. Yeah. I mean, theories of a third kind. We just got to give him a shout out. Great podcast. Great, great podcast. But he does a conspiracy podcast. We actually met him at the podcast movement. But yeah, crazy. Yeah. But religion, religion would be an interesting one. For sure. It would. All right. Let's continue with Manson. So (laughs) yeah. What are we doing here again? (laughs) Yeah. Wait, what story? (laughs) (laughs) Who are we talking about? Wait, can you, can you repeat the first part of this? Can you start over? (laughs) Uh, All right. So 
Uh, we were just in December 1967, so the following spring, the family moves in with a man named Dennis Wilson. Oh, yeah, we're getting a bigger place because more room for drugs and prostitution. More room for activities. So, Dennis Wilson is the drummer of the Beach Boys. Oh, yeah, I knew this. Yeah, so they end up moving in with him for okay. a short period of mm-hmm. time because he is part of this cult. Yeah, and, and he goes fucking nuts, too. He does, but he's not in this cult for long. Um, but that summer, so a couple of months later, they decide that they're going to move to Spawn Movie Ranch in Chatsworth, California. This is like their final place that they end up being. There's so much room for them. Um, they end up finding this place because Charles finds this old man and this old man is like, yeah, come and stay at my property, take care of it, whatever. And so they all wow. move there. It's that easy, huh? Just take that care of the easy. property and you can move your cult right in. Well, and we're going to talk about it here next. But like he had so many members that were involved in this cult that were in the entertainment industry. Yeah. Like, mm. I mean, we just talked about Dennis Wilson. He has other people, Charles Tex Wat- Watson. He was a musician and an actor. Um, Bobby Busoli, he was a musician and a porn star. Um, wow. And, you know, of course, there were other people that came and left, you know, in the cult. But this is also when, you know, the famous women of the cult are introduced to it. So he had Susan Atkins, mm-hmm. Patricia Krenwinkel, and Leslie Van Houten involved in this cult. So they weren't famous by any means. They were just young drifters, whatnot, but just well-known names in this cult. And it's crazy, too, because at least with a cult like Scientology, like there's money and status and like a reputation yeah. there involved. Yeah. So I could understand a little more how people get sucked into like things that have an allusion to them. But right. you've got a bunch of dirty hippies living on some ranch. Yeah. And they're like, oh, hey, come join the family. Yeah. <laughs> like, OK, I why? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess you just need purpose and they've obviously got some sort of very intense tactics to like gain these people. I'm just curious how that conversation started and like what what clicked in these people's minds like, yes, that's the one I want to join. You know, I think it's because they themselves were drifters. They were homeless. They were hippies. They didn't care. And they wanted that togetherness. They wanted friendship. And so they found and maybe they wanted something low key. If they are high status people, maybe they're like, exactly. You know what? They got drugs. They have sex. They're in the middle of nowhere. No one's going to find me doing this shit. Let's do it. Let's do it. So at this time, Mary, who's the first woman that he met that he moved into the apartment with in L.A., him and her have a baby at this time. So third kid. uh, So you can hear he's uh, a busy man. Um, Well, who's this one? Charles. Well, what last name do they give this one? Actually. His name was something really, really weird. And I don't, I remember seeing it. Hang on. I've got to look this up. I thought I put it in here, but I didn't. It was so weird. Um, Okay. Charles Manson and Mary's son's name. It's like Zona something. Rasha Kakakai? Yeah, that. (laughs) So... (laughs) I don't know why that's so fucking funny to me. Oh, my gosh. Right? 
Okay, so they're saying Valentine Michael Manson. But Valentine? That, yeah, but that's not it. Oh, I mean, maybe that's what they put on his birth certificate, but they there was a different name that they said. It was like Zona Zuzu or something fucking crazy. I think you're thinking of Zoolander. Oh, it might have been <laughs> Zoolander. No, but it was a crazy name. So Valentine, that's also a shitty name. I think. Zoo, I'd rather have the name Zoolander than Valentine. Than Valentine for a first name? Yeah. Yeah. Hi, I'm Valentine. Like, the fuck you are? Like, were you born on Valentine's yeah. Day? Are you Cupid? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so, you know, they have a baby. And, again, it's hard for them to provide for this cult. It's hard for people to have food, have water, have clothes. And so the women, of course, are involved in prostitution. Of course. And they're also... Um, at this time, like dumpster diving for food and mm. for anything that they can find. So this kind of tells you, you know, like, kind of like what you were talking about with like Scientology or other cults. Like they don't have money yeah. because the family, they're all drifters they're hippies. Like a lot of them were homeless. They were drug addicts like they don't have money. So they're doing whatever they can to get by. Um, but. The family starts believing in doomsday because why? That's Drugs. what Charles <laughs> wanted them to believe. But yes, LSD. Too much all LSD. On drugs. Too much fucking LSD. But more so, their their doomsday was different than like what you hear with typical cults. Um, more so that there was going to be an apocalyptic race war between blacks and whites. So. So, okay, wait, time out. At this point, is this like a god cult or is this just a cult? It is a god cult because Charles will constantly reference the book of Revelation. Okay, but we're not like sitting down like Sunday Praising school, god. like Waco kind of thing. Yes and no, because... Charles thought that he was like Jesus incarnated. Okay, got it. And, you know, that God was speaking to him and telling him all of these things. So, yes, but it's not like revolved around yeah. church. It's not right? extreme. Right. It's extreme cult, but yes. not like extreme God. Yes. But we've got some God. We've got and some And now God. we've got some doomsday. And now we're getting into the doomsday. Okay. Yes. And again, their doomsday is an apocalyptic race war. So he thought that he told the family that the black people in America would <laughs> rise up and kill all the white people in America except for the family. The family, they were the sacred ones. Okay. So he said that the reason why the family would live is because they were not intelligent the blacks were not intelligent enough to survive on their own. And so they would need a white man to lead them. And the white man was Charles Manson, a.k.a. the master. So he said that once they killed all white people in America, that they would come to him and they would realize we need you to lead us. So that is his theory. And his theory is called Helter Skelter. Which we all known was taken from a Beatles song. Yes. Helter Skelter. Yes. Which has nothing to do with the cult. He just no. claimed it for himself. It's so funny. Again, like I it's 
got to be because these people are so heavily on drugs and yes. malnourished and probably just yes. mental illness ridden. Yes. But someone comes to you and says, listen, yes, black people are going to kill all of the white people all except white people, for us. Except for us. I would just, I mean, my reaction is to just laugh. Right. So like, how could you take that? Seriously? But don't worry. After they kill millions and millions and millions of white people. Yeah. Um, they're going to come to us. Right. On this farm in San Diego. Yeah. Or, well, or where? Right where, outside where, of LA. Yeah. Right, whatever. Yeah. And. They're going to say, hey, actually, can you open the door to heaven? Because uh, we're stupid. Help us. And black. Are you Jesus? Yeah. Like, hey, Jesus. Um, yeah. Once you bathe and wipe that cow shit off right. the bottom of your feet and finish with your LSD <laughs> bender. Um, can you maybe like you got the key to heaven? <laughs> We're in a race war right now. We accidentally killed all the white people, but like I just think it's the picture of it is so funny, and I don't don't, I just don't know how you can like believe that stuff. But apparently, like people did. I mean, it worked. It worked. (laughs) And at this time, you know, he's growing this cult. You know, whenever he moved out to the ranch, there were only twenty people. So now, you know, there's like thirty, forty people, and towards the end of the cult, he has over a hundred people that are living on this ranch that are part of this family, which is do you crazy. You think at the, like the town meeting when he was like, <laughs> they were like, and what is this called? And he's like, helter skelter that someone was like, like, like the, the Beatles, Beatles song. <laughs> and he's like, never mind that. It's just what, it's just what it's called. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to rename it later, but for now we're just calling it helter skelter. Yeah. I mean, I'm Why sure. not like we all live in a yellow submarine. Like, <laughs> Why not literally anything else? <laughs> I this, Isn't that crazy? I, again, it, that would just be one of those things for me where I'm like, this guy Wait, like, might be <laughs> like yeah. might be full of shit, right? <laughs> I know, but I think it's. I think you're right. I think they were just fully medicated. They are under a lot of LSD, a lot of drugs. They're not getting proper nutrition, as we know. Yeah. So it's like, and they all respected him. And believed everything that he fucking said. So they would never even think to question him. Wow. Yeah. So this is like perfect timing to start or to stop part one. Um, Part two, we're going to get into more of the violence. I can't wait. So um, as you all know, five star reviews and ratings are appreciated. Especially on Spotify. Yes, we really, really appreciate you. You only have to listen to like 10 minutes of an episode on Spotify to be able to give us a five star, but we definitely uh, appreciate you. Also, this is a PSA. Oh, God. (laughs) Because I'm pissed. Our website is down right now. Nope, it's up today. (gasps) Is it really? Three, four weeks later. Three weeks later. Yep. 20 days later. October 20 guys we were like pushing pushing merch like go do this we're changing companies we are definitely changing companies we are but the website should be up and running for any current designs yep, that you guys up. want SSP 10 for 10% off before we change companies and say F yes. off to the one that we're using yes so sorry that the website was down it was only my fault for like 24 hours. And then after that it was the company's fault for three weeks. Yeah. And even then it wasn't even like her fault because they never sent us the renewal 
email, what they sent us was an email saying that we had to pay all this money. Yeah. And then we paid the money and they're like, oh, no, you didn't have to pay that. You should have we'll gotten a renewal email where all you had to do was respond, reply and say yes. I'm like, well, we didn't get that. No. And so, then it's as simple as just rebooting our website. And they were like, well, these things take time. I'm like, I could go on GoDaddy right now yeah, and transfer this and it would be up in five seconds. Like what takes time? Right. Well, we have to do the verification. Verification for what? We own this for a year. Yeah. I was, anyways, so pissed. So apologize Sorry. for our website being down. And that being said, we're coming up on our one year and we've got um, part two of this. Yep. And then we've got a Halloween episode coming out for you guys. Yes. Well, we're going to be talking about some spooky things. Anything else? No. Okay. I don't think so. Don't forget, you can watch us on YouTube. This was quite, this is quite the episode to be watching. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) If you want to see like a peep show. Yeah. Go watch on YouTube and um, stay sinister. Bye.